It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I'm always just excited on Sunday mornings to be able to spend this time with you here on 94.1 on your radio dial where we say it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and all that God's doing in his glorious kingdom. It's been a lot of fun over the years. This is show number 1086. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And let me give you an invitation. If you're involved in Christian ministry, you need to call me and let me get you on the show. And uh, we'll sit down and talk about your passion. And a man that I know is passionate about the ministry that he is involved in is a brother by the name of Tim Kinsey, and he is the camp manager of Pickett Lake Camp. Brother Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, tell them where Pickett Lake Camp is. Pickett Lake is located in Lafayette County, uh, halfway between Mayo and Branford. Okay. About an hour and a half from Tallahassee. About an hour and a half to get there. Doesn't take long to get there at all, and I like that because yeah. <laughs> I've been involved in youth camp for a long, long, long time, and I've been at them uh, as far away as down in Brooksville, over in Defuniac, down in uh, near Orlando, and uh, I always dread those drives, but your camp don't take me long. <laughs> Come just a little bit closer, if just you would, Brother Tim. If you would. Okay, you have been camp director there for how long now? 33 years. 33 years. And what is it that brought you to that type of ministry? God uh, was moving in my life at a point. Uh, I'd been saved a couple of years before that and uh, was a cement finisher. And I was on the road a lot. Uh, I was working in Miami. I was living in Lake City, and I was home four days out of the month. Wow. My son was uh, a, a year old, started talking, and started calling me Tim instead of Dad. <laughs> and so I decided, all right, God, that's that's a sign. I need to get off the road. And went to looking for something else to do. And it just so happened this, I had been to Pickett Lake a couple times, and um, God closed all the other doors and opened that one. Mm. And uh Took a, a little bit of convincing, and, and I thought, okay, God, well, I'll, I'll do this job. Right. And within a year, I realized that God was not calling me to a job. God was calling me to a ministry. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, yeah. I got to see things that most people don't ever get to see. <laughs> the thing is, is that if you've never been around a youth camp, you may not realize the, the variety of things that a camp director has to do or a camp manager. I mean, you have to be a little bit of everything. <laughs> because you can't afford to constantly be bringing people in to do this repair and this repair and this repair. You couldn't afford to, to function if you did. So you have to learn. Now, how much of that stuff did you know how to do before? Because you do everything there at the campground. Yeah, the only thing that I don't actually, the, the only thing we hire out uh, is uh, when we need a septic pump, we have to hire somebody for that, and we hire out somebody to do our uh, air conditioning because okay. those are very specialized things nowadays. Right. But I do the rest of it. Uh, most of it I just kind of uh, learned one way or another, trial and error, but a lot of it 
I had a little bit of maintenance experience and, and growing up in the construction trade, okay. uh, you know, you, you pick up a lot of yeah. different things. And see, and there's there's this. There's, okay, these things have got to be fixed throughout the years. And then there's there's a camp here. <laughs> yeah. And I got all these people and that's broke. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I got to fix it now. Yeah, got to get to it. Yeah, yeah. I remember was it last year when we were there to camp, and uh, one of the dorms backed up. Yep. And you were out there. It was raining, and you were out there sweating and getting it fixed. Yep, it, it's just Taking care of a clog in the rain. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Now, uh, Picket Lake Camp is located down. It's between Mayo, Florida, and Branford. Yes, right. And it's on a nice little lake there. So yeah, Picket Lake is uh, is a lake that was. Is a chain of lakes, and it's actually about two miles long. Okay, and uh, beautiful. To me, it's a beautiful little campground. And uh, you got dorms. You've got a nice chapel. You've got a dining hall, a kitchen, dining hall, that sort of thing. Everything is air conditioned, which is very important which is, in Florida. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Now. Um, Availability? Are we? Do you have availability for other groups? Yes, we we have availability. Uh, prior to COVID, we had had a couple of, of groups that outgrew us, um, and then um, and then COVID hit, and that created a little problem. And that's how we met Brother Jack. Right. Uh, right. The place he was going to had closed, and they referred him to us, uh, knowing that we probably wouldn't close. Right. Uh, we are a do-it-yourself facility. I am the only full-time staff. Okay. Uh, we have a lifeguard during the summer. Uh, we call them a camp associate because they do more than lifeguard. But um, you cook, you clean, we provide the facility, right, right. you run your program. So you have the option and the freedom to do pretty much whatever you want. Right. And I like that myself. Uh, yeah. And it, it's a niche, but it is a really good niche mm-hmm. because a, a, not just small churches, uh, not just small organizations, we've had some really large churches that have used our facility before because they can do that. Right, right. Uh, A lot of people like to go to the pre-program things, and that's great, but sometimes they want to have that personal touch, and that's important. Right, and I've done it both ways. I've been running camps where you go, and the camp itself provides the food and all that sort of thing, and then I've done the camps where we did our own kitchen. I prefer, but then again, you've got to have people who can do that. Not everybody can run a kitchen. (laughs) It requires a lot of volunteers on each group's part. And uh, for that, but the, there's some cost saving in that, which is well, kind of good. Yeah. Uh, and and once again, the personal touch. Uh, I mean, I'll just speak about Brother Jack's group. When they come, the folks that are doing the cooking, it's not the same camp food that I see some of the other times. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, not not very often do I see prime rib at the camp. <laughs> right. That's Brother Tommy. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they eat that every day, but uh, but it's not always pizza and spaghetti and hot dogs and hamburgers. Right, right, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that since I've started the, uh, the CYMI camp, which is the camp that I do at your facility, I ran the open Bible camp for almost 25, 26 years. Different type of... Uh, well, operation, because I, at, with the Open Bible Camp, I had an organization behind me. At CYMI, it's just me, basically. I'm, I'm the behind-the-scenes guy like that. When I first started, the first camp, which was in 2013, I had somebody lined up. No, that year was fine. We, I had a lady. She came. She did the camp. Next year, she couldn't come. I had somebody lined up 
two weeks before camp, they bailed. Yeah, no <laughs> cook. And so I'm, I'm scrambling around trying to find somebody. And, and the Lord sent this lady, and she was not, quote, a chef or anything like that, but she knew how to cook. I mean, she would provide. And it was a small camp at that time. But when I was with the Open Bible uh, camp, and I took that camp over in 1987, and I had a gentleman who I was told that was coming to do the kitchen. And I was told that. And up to the weekend before, he's coming. He's coming. He's in the Philippines right now, but he's coming. <laughs> well, come Monday morning, I got 157 campers, and I don't have a cook. <laughs> and the night, on the, on the Saturday night before camp started, a pastor called me and says, I've got this lady, and she attends my church from time to time, and she wants to come to camp. And I said, well, yeah, bring her. Well, that lady, <laughs> she had six children. And she says, now, I don't know these menus that uh, you know the chefs would do. She said, but I can feed people. And sure enough, she got in there, and she had one lady to help her. And she, I mean, because I said 150 campers, plus, plus I got staff. So we had almost 200 people, three meals a day. Yep. But <laughs> the Lord... That was God. That's just all there was to it. Oh, you know. But the thing about it is, it, yeah, the kitchen is very, very important because, like I say, you're feeding kids or children three meals a day for, well, like for us, it's Monday night, Tuesday night through Friday. That's a lot of food going out. It is. And that's like, so now, the groups that you come with, I mean, do you, you don't always know all these people. I mean, most of the time you have groups that you've used so they've been here before. Yeah, a lot, a lot of my... Yeah. Uh, Couple, basically, most of, most of the time, uh, I only have one or two new groups during the summer camp. Uh, I'll have some new groups during the off season for the weekend retreats and stuff. But uh, I do get to know the people. Uh, first year is usually a, 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 an interesting one. Well, that was my question. Because so, because uh, I didn't know Brother Jack, you know, and didn't know. Uh, any any of the helpers, and now I know who they are, yeah. and know some of their personalities, and uh, l learn which buttons to push, and which ones not to push. Sometimes, <laughs> but, but, but you, if you had somebody come and they they go through the kitchen, and you realize that these people can't do this, I mean, do you step in? Do you, do you help out? Uh, if if there's a way that I can gently, uh, but most of the time. Uh, it, it, I have to just let it play out, um, and you know I have a saying: if the cooks ain't happy, ain't nobody. Happy. Right, right. Because uh, that's the truth. I mean, you, uh, it's kind of like marriage. If your wife's not happy, well, right, you're right. not happy. So if you see people falling out from hunger, you call Uber Eats or <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uber Eats to to uh, Lafayette County. That that would be an interesting charge. Uh, but but most of the time, like I say, you're you're dealing with camps that are people who are running camps, right? Who who you've had experience with before. But then you occasionally you get these people go like, the year that we came, which is I think it was 2020, mm -hmm. yes. right in the middle of COVID. Yep. And like you said, we were supposed to go to another camp. It was all scheduled to go there. About a month out, they informed me that they're closing up. And they're not going to be there. But fortunately, the the lady that I was dealing with knew you. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, bless so, her heart. So she she told me about your camp. We called you. We we connected immediately over the phone because I find that 
people who've been in camp ministry, they just, we have a sense of one another. You know? We do. Yeah. We do. Because we're different critters. Right. Absolutely. But to see and understand the uh, the beauty of it, the value of it, not everybody sees that. And then you get somebody who, you've been doing it what, 30, 30, 31 33 years. 33 years. 33 years. You've seen God move in a lot of situations. In, in, in lots of situations. That, uh, uh and that is what has kept me Absolutely. in the ministry. Yeah. That you know, uh, we've had good years and bad years at, at, at our facility. Uh, this year was a good year in one way, and not such a good year in another way. Okay. Um, since COVID, our our numbers have been down. Uh, uh, we're a nine hundred and ninety five bed facility, but this year we had four weeks of camp and uh, and a total of about four hundred people mm -hmm. that's including children and adults and everything but we had 76 lives get changed yeah. Yeah. for christ this year right that that is bottom line is bottom it? line yeah. for me uh my thought is if one life gets changed if one person comes to know christ that's all that's all that matters to me mm -hmm. i don't care if it costs 10 million dollars yeah. uh fortunately uh, it doesn't cost that at, at picking lake <laughs> camp uh if we had 10 million dollars we might have some better facilities we yeah. have a very nice facility i think so and uh and uh and we've made some changes uh, since even since yeah. last year yeah and uh i know there was a there was a new port on the back yeah we, we, we put a roof over a yeah. deck on the back yeah. of our dining hall yeah and got rid of our antique pews and put in that the chairs was nice yeah yeah and redid re, you know did some remodeling yeah. and uh it's a nice facility um if you're if you're coming expecting uh log cabins with no air conditioning well that we're not that place <laughs> but if you're coming to look at some something that's uh architecturally designed in the 2020s no, we're not that place either. Uh, <laughs> but we see, started in 1955, and some of our buildings are actually older than that. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, the girls' dorms were Camp Blanding uh, barracks. Oh, really? World War II. Really? The the so frame they, they of picked them, is, them up and moved. They them? picked them up and moved them there in the 70s, and and then in the 80s they put uh, concrete floors in them and bricked them and everything and and air conditioning and everything. But the original frame of the building. Was How about from that? World War Two. So now, and of course, your your girls' bathrooms have been remodeled since. Yes, we we, we doubled yeah. the girls' bathroom, which is a necessity. Uh, camp. Sure, yeah, but the the boys still need a little work on that. Uh, as, if God provides the the resources, yeah, yeah. Because you never know, brother Tim. This is radio. Yes, it's radio. There may be somebody out there that's listening to this broadcast today, and 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 they've got resources, and they say, "Oh, that camp needs some new bathrooms in the in the men's dorm." Hey, I got that. Would that be great? Yeah, that would be awesome. So we're we're dropping hints. Actually, I'm dropping the hint. Yeah. Brother, Brother Tim's not doing it. I'm yeah. dropping the hint. I'm bad about asking for things sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, see, I don't never have a problem asking for the kingdom of God. It's true. When it when it's something that's going to bless the kingdom, and of course, as I have people here on the radio broadcast, I always give the the uh, a plug for that ministry. There's somebody that just might be their niche. In other words, That's a it. Yeah, person could listen to this broadcast over here that we're doing, and that, that don't strike me. Something else might. But now, if you listen to this show, and some of you do, because some of you have, have helped support the camp, you know my heart and passion for youth camp. <laughs> I believe in it because I've seen it, and I'm a product. I've told you this. Yeah. I, I grew up in youth camp, and a youth camp in, in uh, Falmouth, Kentucky, 
no air conditioning. And it gets hot in Kentucky, too, believe yes, me. Yes, it do. <laughs> no air conditioning, no shorts, only blue jeans, outdoor chapel, and loved it. <laughs> just it. absolutely loved it. And it, it it just never seemed to bother us that it was hot. We'd have to go in and, when I was in the, the younger grades of camp. We'd all take a nap in the afternoon, uh, lay on your bunk. You'd lay in there, it'd be hot laying in there. It's sweaty. <laughs> but we didn't care because we were there. There was always a move of God in the chapel service. And then you get around your peers, the young people. See, they, most people don't always think about that. Young people are very social. They, they love the interaction one with another. And when you come to a youth camp, you flip the peer pressure. You know, you know, out in the world, there's a peer pressure to do bad stuff. At camp, there's peer pressure to go the other way. Yeah. And the, and, and, and the young people respond to that. And they then, do. And by the time they get to the end of the week, something's happened. Something's happened. A lot of times, they don't even understand it. The, the Holy Spirit moves in these kids' yes. lives and, and in the adults. Um, several years ago, uh, one of my groups brought a boy uh, from Northport, Florida, uh, who uh, his mother got him on the bus and said, if you don't take him to youth camp, I'm calling the sheriff. He is so unruly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and they pretty much had to sit on him the first day. Wow. And, uh, and you know, Northport is three and a half hours away from Pickett Lake. <laughs> and uh, the second night he was there, he got saved. Wow. And his life changed just drastically. A few years later, uh, he goes off to college, goes to Liberty University. Really? Uh, he's, he works as an intern at the church that he uh, had been at, which is a really large church, South Biscayne Church, which is now Fellowship Church. <coughs> Excuse me. But Mike um, wound up needing money to deal with his uh tuition mm -hmm. and so he was driving a truck and had an accident in new york and was killed oh my goodness the next summer his mother is at summer camp and sweet lady and she has a little locket and she comes up to me and says these are some of mike's ashes would you mind if i scatter wow. these over the camp Oh my goodness! The tears just flowed from me. Oh my goodness! I, uh, and and they're fixing to now. But you know that boy's life was changed, and a lot of other lives were changed because of Mike. Wow! Wow! And those are things that I get to see. Sure. Because camp's different from church. We still have the same objective. The objective is to change people's lives for Christ. Right. But. We get them twenty four seven for a few days. Right, right. At church, you get them for an hour or two. Right, if you're right, lucky. right. Uh, and hopefully, they stay awake for that hour or two. Uh, I mean, that's just a fact of life. Yeah. But at camp, they're having fun. Yeah. But they also get to hear about God, and they and they're immersed in that atmosphere. And uh, I believe it was at, at your camp one night this this summer. Uh, one of the services. They just the when they got the invitation time, it went on for hours. Yeah, it did yeah. And yeah. the next day, y'all baptized how many? Uh, Fourteen that first day. Fourteen that we, first that, day. Yeah, I mean, we, just yeah, we baptized three more uh, on Thursday. I think it was. You know, and and that is 
is what keeps me going. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I talk to people and tell them, yeah, I have four more years before I retire. And, and, and I'm, I'm planning on retiring. But it's going to be tough retiring not seeing that happen. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that you almost have to experience it to fully understand it. And, you, and, you do. Yeah, I had some, uh, some uh, adults that came from my church. Well, no, not necessarily from my church, but some, some, some men who'd never been to camp before there this year. Mm-hmm. And they were just, just, we had no idea. Yeah. Just had no idea. Yeah. You know, and, and um, the Christian Youth Ministries International Camp is not as fancy as some of the other ones that, that are held, uh, but they're still having fun. Oh, yeah. They're still hitting uh, the gospel, and these kids are just lapping it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's. It really doesn't matter whether you're driving a Mercedes or a Yugo. As long as it's running, you're going to get from A to B. Yeah. And uh, I, I just love the fact that it, it it really doesn't matter when it comes down to God's Word, mm-hmm. how it reaches people's it's hearts. It's quick and powerful. Yeah, it, like it's, the Word it, of God says it is. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just <laughs> there's – it can just transform people. And the good thing is I get to see it happen then. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you realize that there are people who are listening to this that have no idea what a Yugo is? Oh, yeah, well, okay. If, if you don't remember what a Yugo is, it was the sh- the Chevette or uh, Fiesta, Ford Fiesta. Yeah, of course, they may not know what that is, uh, from Yugoslavia. That's right. <laughs> and they were actually popular back in the 70s, I guess, maybe the 60s. Yeah, it was real yeah. fun keeping them running. I wonder if there's any of those still around anywhere. Oh, I'm sure some <laughs> fools got one. <laughs> I always get a kick out of that when... Uh, uh, people of our generation, we throw something out, and people go, "What in the world is a Yugo?" <laughs> and some of you say, "Well, what's going on here on the radio?" This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am the I'm the guy that comes here every Sunday and gets to spend an hour with you and, and just enjoy it immensely. And I'm also the guy that does the Saturday Night Gospel Sing on here on 94.1 at 7 o'clock because, well, I just kind of like, no, no, I love Southern Gospel music. This is the Mark Trammell Quartet. Let out of bondage, it's called. See, I just can't believe that not everybody loves my music. But uh, there's a lot of folks I know this. Uh, that's just not my thing. Says, well, that's okay. I tell Brother Tim a lot of times when people come on the show, and I tell them, I said, I'm going to play Southern Gospel music. If you don't like it, just humor me. <laughs> <laughs> because I do. And the thing is, is that I don't really care what anybody else thinks about it because I love it. Thanks. And uh, and, I, and I know every Saturday night there's people tuned in to the Saturday Night Gospel Sing and they're all over South Florida or, or I guess uh, we call the Big Ben area Florida yeah, here in South area. Georgia. Anyway, this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. We are coming to you here from 94.1 on your radio dial. I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministries, 720 Capital Circle Northeast and an invitation to you to 
join us every Sunday morning, 1105. FRCM.us is the website there. If you're on Capitol Circle and you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We're in the storefront, so you'll have to kind of look back a little bit, but we'll have a sign out by the highway for us. You just bring your family. We'd love to meet you. And also, as I said, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing here on 94.1, 7 o'clock every Saturday night. We crank it up and, uh, and have a great time. And, of course, the daily broadcast at 11 o'clock Monday through Friday here on 94.1 where we open the Word of God and just let it speak. And then, of course, the Gospel on the Radio talk show on here on 94.1 at 8 o'clock every Sunday morning. I always have guests. Well, not always. Sometimes it's just me, but it's always good. But today we have Brother Tim Kinsey. He is the manager of, our, of Camp Picket down in uh, between Mayo and Branford, Florida. 33 years he's been doing this job. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a lot of things that I see you doing that people won't necessarily know about and maybe we don't want to tell them about we all We may not it. want to tell everybody about everything that I do. But one of the things that you all, we swim in a lake. There. Yes. And some people would have concerns about that and, and quite honestly, and you know this. Sure. My first year I had concerns about sure, the lake. Did. But I, you know, I watched what was going on. You have a lifeguard that's right there. I mean, he is watching watching what's going on there and uh, they're certified and such like yep. that and then he always has the, uh, the young people come and they got to show him They'll, he'll have them you, you dive in there let's see what you can do and if they can't swim if he has to pull them out he can't but that's I don't, I have, I've never seen him do have to do that we, have, we haven't had to do that very yeah. often and, uh, but then he said well no no you're not very good you, you, you stay in the shadow and there's a shallow part there that they can swim in yep and then like sure said, basically they don't go out in the lake and swim they, they jump off the dock and and they swim around. That's that's all they do. And uh, but they love it. <laughs> they, they, the, jumping off the dock is the highlight. Of oh yeah, swim time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, because they, uh, Pickett Lake is a blackwater lake, and the top of it is nice and toasty warm. But after you get down about a foot or two and you stir that water up, it's cold. <laughs> See, I have and not it's done it. Really so. cold. Yeah. Well, I, I, there was a time in my life when I would have jumped off that pier, but yeah. not now. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Too old. And our, our dock extends about a hundred feet out yeah. into the water, and, and so at, at a normal level, it's about uh, where they're diving off into is about twenty foot deep. Wow. But uh, they don't get to stay there very long. They have to sw swim around and come back up on the dock. Right, we don't right. let them climb up the dock anymore. And one of the things that well, they're supposed to have done, and I was there most of the time, but uh, with our juniors, we put them put the wings on them. Yeah, and make them make them wear that, and then because that takes away any problem. But most of those juniors could swim. I was amazed. Uh, most uh, of our kids can. Yeah, my, my granddaughters. The first year we were there, I didn't know whether they could swim. Well, actually, it wasn't the first year, but they didn't come the first year. But anyway, the the year they came. They jumped in there and swam around. I said, I didn't even know you girls could swim like that. And uh, But most of them, of them can. But we find out, such like that. And then the rest of the week, they're they're watching them and keeping up. And it's fun. The kids have a good time. Oh, that, <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, uh, food is important at camp, and so is a water. <laughs> it really uh, is. We did uh, go through a drought. We have a, a, an additional swimming area that we use during drought times. We built a pond for that. Um, but in between that, uh, at one point, I built a water slide down the bank of the bank just of, of, of so the that we could get oh, really? the the, uh, the white pipe that's sticking up 
out in the middle of the lake that's that was the bottom of it oh really yeah okay uh, so you was, don't use that now no no because yeah. it, it, i took it up i see uh, i yeah. built it out of yeah. sand tarps and two before and <laughs> now, now the uh, the bubble machine is it called a bubble machine <clears throat> yeah we we have a foam cannon yeah a lot of people when you say foam cannon they're thinking of the foam cannon as you shoot uh and spray your car with uh-huh. this is actually uh, a great big fan that uh, soapy water is blown into it and it makes mountains oh, it of bubbles. <laughs> uh, Middle Florida Baptist Association gave us some money uh, a couple of years ago and decided that that was the one thing they wanted me to spend some of the money on. Okay. Was that. Uh, we haven't had as because it was the year of COVID, we didn't get to use it as much and we haven't used it as much as, as uh, all the time. But uh, it is a blast. The kids love it. Basically, you you put down a piece of uh, uh, plastic, like make it a slip and slide, and you shoot those bubbles on the top of that, and the the bubbles can mound up as high as eight feet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they remind me of tumbleweeds. Oh, no, because you'll see them; they'll be floating down the campground. And, <laughs> uh, and it's all great and fine and dead until the wind blows. When the wind starts blowing hard, it will take it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like cotton candy floating all over the. All but, over but I asked my, my children. I said, "What is it about that that you like so much?" And they said, "It's just fun." I said, "Well, what did you do?" They said, "Well, we don't. We just plant the bubbles." Yeah, and, and it's, it's not complicated. No, you know, our, a lot of people say that our children have changed over the years. Yes, they have, and no, they have. No, I would agree. We will yeah. still have fun in the mud. Yeah. yeah, we will still have fun in the water. Yeah, fun is still fun. Doesn't yeah. always have to be electronic. Yeah, and see the thing, I've been I've been running and directing camps since 1980. I like I, said, I grew yeah. up in camp. Of course, then I spent four years in the Navy, and so I was away from it. But. People say, well, have, have kids changed? Of course, yeah, kids, I call them kids. You know, kids are goats. So I try to say yes. children and young children people. And yeah, yeah. But they say, have they changed? I said, well, outwardly, it would appear they have. But from my perspective, I haven't been there for all these years. No. No, young people still have the basic same needs. They're, they're looking for acceptance. That's why when you go to a, a, a camp on a Monday and you see these kids wandering around with these forlorn looks on their Lost faces. Looks. Yeah, yeah. And they're thinking, oh, this is going to be lame because we haven't organized it yet. And it takes a little time because once I get the, the staff there and I get the young people there, um, then, I, then I have to do some training with my staff and that sort of thing. So it takes a little while. Now, this year, because I had more adults that came, yes. they were, I had, had some select, I said, take them to the chapel. And so they were up there. When I got up there, they were they were having fun. They were entertaining yep. them. They don't always have that luxury because a lot of times the, the ones that I that I would say do that, they've got to be in the training thing. But this particular crew, I had them dedicated just to do that sort of thing. And so, uh, but you got that going on, and then you begin to get it organized. And it's amazing to me. I can have a young person who on Monday they don't even know each other, but. Tuesday evening, they're the best of friends. They, they've got they've got buddies. Yeah, that and and quite frankly, sometimes those buddies last a Absolutely, lifetime. for a lifetime. Yes, yes. Uh, and I can testify that through my own children who grew up in the camp, right. and they've got friends from Miami d- down in that area because we have churches with the Open Bible Church, so we have churches there that they're still on Facebook with, and they're they're corresponding, and as they're growing up and they're having children and stuff, they're sharing these pictures, and yeah, they're lifelong friends from from youth camp. Yeah, I, I, you know, and and 
and and they remember things at camp i i wouldn't be surprised if i went down to the local walmart and some kid hollers hey mr tim because that's what they all call me is yeah. mr tim and uh because they were at camp 20 years ago mm-hmm. Right, and and they remember me because I did something like fixed their toilet, or uh, or did something fun, right, right, you know, uh, right. but or caught a snake. Yeah, uh, we are we are an eco friendly place. Uh, we capture snakes and relocate them. Yeah, uh, not we don't have to do that very often. In fact, I, I didn't have to do that at all this summer. Now at the camp at Defuniac where we went to before we started coming to your camp, there's this big old snake, and he would come out there and he would just lay in the sun, and we could not get that rascal to. Move on. He was so used to being there. Yep. <laughs> it, it's kind of like down here at the uh, we'll call it Springs. If you ever, if you ever mm. took the river bo- river bottom boat up there, all these critters they're just laying or the alligators. They don't move. They've seen that boat come. Through there yeah, they're so used times. to it by now. Yeah. So that big old snake. I said. Can you just go on? <laughs> so, oh, I live here. <laughs> I live here. This, this is my place. Yeah. But now, did you ever go to camp when you were a child? The, I, I, I never got to go to um, uh, Christian camp. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to Boy Scout camp. Okay. Uh, as uh, you know, a, a very young Boy Scout went to Camp Sasakwa in uh, somewhere in central Oklahoma because that's where I grew up, and uh, for two weeks. And there was no air conditioning. There was no hot water. Uh, it's hot in Oklahoma. We slept in a tent. Oh, my. Uh, showered. Now that's showers. camping. Now. <laughs> but they had a swimming pool, which we don't have. But uh, I learned to uh, shoot a bow and arrow and yeah. uh, and a canoe. Right. And I, I don't shoot bows and arrows hardly anymore, but uh, I do love to canoe. And fortunately, at Pickett Lake, we do have six canoes. All right. Yeah. So you did not grow up in, quote, Christian camp. No. But you know the camping experience. Yeah, the yeah. camping experience. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, this is going to sound lame, but uh, the, my other camping experience didn't last long. I went to singing school in Harmony Plains, Texas, which was kind of like camp, but uh, it, I didn't didn't stay very long. I, I, I didn't really want to be there. Do you, uh, do you still sing? Uh, not much anymore. Uh, uh <laughs> I got false teeth several years ago, and my S's and C's and T's go on forever when I sing. So, uh, so uh, oh, uh, about 15 years ago, I switched from being in the choir to being one of the tech guys. Okay. And now, you mentioned a little while ago in the broadcast that you got saved what, two years before you became the director. I got, I got saved at the age of 27. Okay, I, grew, now, I grew up in church. Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, you know, I grew up... Uh, uh, as Primitive Baptist, and uh, which is you know an old hard shell type church, um, the God preached the word right and left. And, you know I, I knew the Bible, uh, but always had heard about this age of accountability. Is what one of the things they always talked about. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll be accountable when I get to whatever age it is. Mm-hmm. They never defined that. Uh, later on, um, I got married at twenty two to a, a Southern Baptist. Uh, lay pastor's daughter uh, and a few years later at 27 uh, was in a revival uh, we was going to church because mm-hmm. uh, you know the wife said we got to go to church okay. so you know, I was going <laughs> and and I saw the uh, you know the church was really something I wanted uh, but I really hadn't had that personal experience with Christ mm. and during a revival uh, I 
I can't tell you the exact date. I can't tell you who the speaker was. None of those things matter. Mm -hmm. What mattered was God says, Tim, it's time. Hmm. You're accountable. You've been accountable, but you need to be part of my family. Wow. And and so, you know, uh, I accepted Christ uh, and got baptized, uh, joined the church, got active in the church, um, and was still working in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. I was a cement finisher, and um, if you know anything about that particular trade, there's a lot of people with substance problems and a lot of people uh, who are very rough. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really tough for that uh, next year or two uh, while I was still working in the construction trade, keeping my Christian witness mm -hmm. and doing the things that I had to do with the people I had to do it with. And... Um, <clears throat> At one point, a few years later, uh, um, when I had a son, uh, and he started to call me Tim instead of Daddy when he started talking. Because uh, <laughs> you said, just weren't around, right? Because <laughs> I, I, was, I was only home four days out of the month. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said, God, what, is, what does this mean? He says, if you want to have a family, you need to start paying attention to me and do what I tell you. Mm -hmm. And that was a wake-up call. And the Lord led me to Middle Florida Baptist Assembly at Pickett Lake, and uh, I didn't see it that way for a while, but after a short period of time, uh, I started seeing these lives change and everything, mm -hmm. and and I've never looked back. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm like a lot of pastors sometimes, uh, uh, except for theirs usually happens on Mondays, mine happens on Saturdays, that I'm going to quit because, man, I'm tired of these people. <laughs> but... Uh, but you know, uh, but then God reminds me why I'm there, right? right. And yeah. it, it's just it's it's just amazing um, to get to to experience that. Uh, the over the years, <coughs> um, I looked at some paperwork that I had done six years ago for a promotional thing, and I have witnessed. Almost four thousand salvations. Wow! In these thirty-three years, what other ministry could say that? You know, and uh, and no, I'm not the preacher. No, no. I'm the guy that's making sure the toilet works, right. that the air conditioner's on. <laughs> right. And that may not sound like a whole lot, but it, it to me, wow. I have a just as much a part as anybody oh, absolutely. else. Absolutely, because yeah. I'm helping to provide a space yeah. for them to come. Yeah, and. That's what it's all about. Is it, it doesn't matter whether we have flashing neon lights or or we got stone walls. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is that God reaches out and touches these lives, changes their lives, brings them into His fold, and they accept it. Yeah. And the, and the great thing about camp is we get to do that because we get that long exposure. Right. But you take people like me who, you know, God lays it on my heart to put a youth camp together. Okay. If I didn't have a facility like yours to go to, then I wouldn't be able to do what God's it, called me to do. It's hard to do what, what, what you do at the Holiday Inn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the slogan for Middle Florida Baptist Assembly for years was, uh, a, away from the world. Uh, and right now I can't remember the rest of it, but... Uh, but the whole thing was we wanted you to get away from the world right right 
so that you could right. grab a hold of God. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I heard this year, uh, some people who came to, to the mm-hmm. camp that I, that I did, they're talking about uh, there were a couple of girls who were there who last the week before us, the, before they came to our camp, had gone to another camp. And it was a camp where you just go and you just your group just blends in with a larger group and then it's just it's all just a, a bigger thing whereas a camp like mine where we come we have our own program and so your camp affords that for us to be able to do that yes. you know you know we can send our young people to a big camp and i'm not i'm not opposed to those i'm just saying that we're able to be a whole lot more personal with uh, the the children that we have because we have a place there. See, I, I like a camp that's somewhat compact. Now, yours is not as compact as a camp we were at Defuniac. Defuniac, right. when we were there, we, we had one building. We did everything in that building. I'm not, well, we had sleeping quarters, but I'm talking about we ate in that building. We had chapel in that building. We, had, we do junior camp and senior camp. We did them both. And we had to work with that, whereas your camp has the nice chapel, and, and, uh, and then you also have the dining hall, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's not so spread out <laughs> that you can't, Keep an eye on the young people. Yeah. <laughs> See, to me, that's very important. <laughs> we're on we're on fifty eight acres, but the major part of the campus, right, right, where you actually is doing things, in, yeah, yeah, you know, is is kind of all inclusive, uh, and it's basically a, a, a five acre area. Yeah, right, uh, right, yeah, and. Um, and and for you folks who, who live in in the city, of course, you know, Tallahassee is not the same kind of city as some of these folks that uh, I have dealt with people from Miami and stuff. But we have gorgeous, humongous oak trees, mm-hmm. and uh, and wildlife. Um, and it's and green it, and pretty. It, it's green. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Lafayette County only has ten thousand people. Okay. Uh, <coughs> so there's not a lot of traffic our way, mm-hmm. and we're. Uh, you know, it, it, it you got to drive fifteen minutes to get to the Dollar General, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but that that's the whole point of camp right. is yeah. is to get somewhat isolated. Uh, yeah. Although you know we we are high tech rednecks, we we do have <laughs> Wi Fi. And uh, well, when when I was you know, there for your the men's retreat we did there one year, it was seventeen miles to the Dollar General in Mayo. Because I, I clocked it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, all right, that's a long way to go to a Dollar General. It is. <laughs> Dollar General as such. But now, tell us about availability. I mean, I know you have some books, some weeks already booked. How many weeks in the summer can you do now with the school schedule? Well, um, basically, there's eight to ten weeks, depending on you know when your school system starts. Most of them are starting, uh, well, uh, this last week. Uh but uh, yeah, we when they two end. weeks ago here, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it's 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 different than it used to be a little bit. But there's eight to ten weeks. We've had four weeks uh, of camp this last year. Uh, we have three weeks available right now in June. Okay. Okay. Uh, we the first week of June uh, when everybody gets out of school is is taken up with one of our camps, and then we were th- we were empty for the next three weeks. Okay. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we were, but. Uh, uh, having been in it a long time, we've seen that come before and, and go before. Right. And that's uh, because of COVID. And part yeah, of that's yeah. because of COVID. A lot of people have not yet understood that you can take kids to camp. We did yeah. not close camp 
Uh, the actually the first summer camp of 2020 had a record number of kids in it because those kids were ready to go to camp mm-hmm. and their parents were ready yeah. for them to go to camp. Yeah, we were there in 2020. And, yeah. And what we did is that I, I told the uh, the groups that were coming, I said, look, take the temperatures before you put them in the van. And then we checked temperatures every day. Yep. We didn't have any problem. We took all. We took lots of precautions. Uh, and, you know, and we had hand sanitizer. We're I'd never <laughs> yeah. even seen hand sanitizer camp <laughs> right, before. Right. And, and we had alcohol in bottles, yeah, you know, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we had not a single person contract it mm. or have it no, while they we did, were we there yeah. it, from any of our camps. No. Uh, and so far, I have not had anybody get it from right. there. Uh, so, so the bottom line to that is, if you if you have been concerned about that, then don't worry about it. Just just bring them. You pray over them. You do it. We did a lot of praying about this. One thing. God, yeah. God will take care yeah. of it. Yeah. And yeah. and two, remember, they're out in the fresh air a whole lot. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't have them shoved up in in a building all the time. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're in the chapel. Well, the chapel's uh, pretty good size. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the only time that they're you know kind of packed like sardines, if you want to say, is is uh, when they're sleeping mm-hmm. in the dorms. Well, uh, I don't know whether that's a big risk or not, but uh, the governor didn't think so, and the health no. department didn't think so. And, no, no. Uh, uh, they're not six feet apart. But yeah. well, a lot of the concern uh, people would express to me says, "Well, it's not necessarily the children because the children were, were somewhat immune to this." And they at the first round, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they said the older people, yeah. you know, like like me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I said, "Well, uh, I'm just praying that God's going to protect me," and He did. And, and I, I had some older people there; we didn't have any problems with it. And uh, and and we, you know, 160 of our beds are in dormitories, uh, and so each cabin has 20 beds. Mm-hmm. But we also have nine motel rooms, and then we have a, a, a house that has three bedrooms in it. And uh, and those things, you know, so so there's some isolation. We also have some spots where you can park an RV. Um, uh, we don't we don't operate as an RV park, but right. you can you can park your RV. Uh, brother brother Jack brings something that we're not even going to talk about with his RV, but it works real well. It, it works real well. He enjoys it. And, and uh, but you know, I started doing that years ago. And here's, here's what happened. I was at that camp I was telling you about in Leesburg. Mm-hmm. And they had this building, and they had these lizards there that looked like diamondback rattlesnakes. I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Yep. I've never seen, and I'm, of course, I don't like snakes. I'm, I'm just totally freaked out. I couldn't sleep. So I said, next year, I'm doing something different. So I, I brought a bread truck. And I, and, I, and I told you that I was going to bring that, but it hasn't made the trip. You're talking about ugly? That's the ugliest thing you've ever seen, but it's very comfortable. But that, I had to switch because I could, it wouldn't make the trip. So I, I just have a, just a trailer. It's just an enclosed trailer. But what I learned was that by parking that right there, I'm on top of everything. You know, it's like if I was in the hotel up there, yeah. then I wouldn't be able to keep an eye on the young people or, or the house that's down there. And at the other camp in Defeniac, the quarters for the uh, adults and stuff was way off from where the children were. Yes. I want to be there. I want to see what's going on. I'm saying, I can see over here. I can see over there. And because I, and, and I, I want to. I've got, I've got adults and they're, they're on top of things, but I want to be. On. And also, if something happens, 
and I try to train my staff. I said, the first thing you do, if you have to call 911, do that, then find Pastor King. Because I need to be right there on top of whatever, because I'm the one that's got to ultimately make these decisions. If I was in the hotel up there, they'd have a hard time getting me down. (laughs) Might not not get you out of the hotel, because, you know, you might be sleeping harder. Right, right. Uh, So so that's one of the reasons why I do that, because it just brings me right on top of the situation. I've been running youth camps for a long time, and I have two great goals one is i want i want those young people to have a spiritual experience i want them to have fun but i want to send them all home safe and sound and god's blessed me with that we've not had a lot of energy injuries and part of it is because i watch them <laughs> and i train my people to watch them and keep them safe and, and you want the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. We, we do we, we've had very few injuries over the years and 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 we you know we strive as a facility to keep everything as safe as possible uh, the, most of our injuries over the years have been people falling out, climbing trees and falling out of trees mm-hmm. or adults playing volleyball way too hard. <laughs> um, the, uh, Brother Jack asked me about availability, and I'll just go ahead. And If, if you're interested in, in Pickett Lake uh, Camp, uh, uh, we have a website. It's pickettlake.com, okay. and Pickett has two T's. Okay. That's important. Yeah, you it put is. two T's yeah. in it. Uh, and on that uh, website, there is a spot where you can check our reservation calendar and see whether a particular weekend is available. Uh, also, my phone number is on there for you to contact. You're welcome to call me and talk to me, and uh, I'll explain the fees, which our, our fees are not exorbitant. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Um, yeah. I, we're, I think we're the, probably one of the cheapest places that you can stay per person. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um, the uh, But... Uh, you know, we don't have a whole lot of overhead, so, uh, and, you know, I do work for Baptist preachers, so, you know, I'm not rolling in the dough, <laughs> but um, the, uh, uh, but we, we really do try to strive to provide the best facility at the lowest cost possible so that people can come to the Lord. You know, uh, we talk about this thing about the safety. There's two things that will get Pastor King's ire up more than anything else. If you want to see me upset about something, you bring some water balloons or shaving cream onto my campground, you will see a side of Pastor King that you may not like. This is the reason I love this man. The uh, water balloons are, are, uh, my rule is water balloons have to be out in the football field. Yeah, see, the thing about it is it. You say, well, somebody just threw a water balloon. What's the big deal? It hurts. They're going to chase them. That's the problem. Yeah. It's, it's the chasing. And then the next thing you know, they've done tripped over a root or they run into something. And, and when I was, wasn't the camp director, I'm talking about when I was doing the Open Bible Churches, I was his associate. I had too many young people having to go to the hospital emergency room because of water balloons and shaving cream. Because shaving cream gets in your eyes. It burns. <laughs> it can do all kinds of things. And damage. then they chase. And they chase each other with it. And uh, and as a facilities manager, I do not like shaving cream, not just because of the injuries and stuff and the chasing, but whatever it touches, it stains. <laughs> yeah. So if it touches my newly painted door and you write something on it, oh. it's going to be there for decades <laughs> or till I repaint it. Because it leaves that little film behind it. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter if you wash it off right away. Yeah. Well, I had an incident at uh, it's in 1986. That's how well I remember it. Uh, somebody shaving cream, chasing it, ran into a jealousy window. Yep. Blood everywhere. Just blood everywhere. And I said, I said no, this, this has got to stop. So it took me years to clean this out of my camps. 
And so actually, somebody bring something like that, you're going to hear from me because I don't, I don't lack injuries. And, I don't, and, I, and the funny thing is, uh, with some of our camps, they, they have uh, a time. And, of course, you know, it's one of the things at camp you do sometimes. You have a time where you're doing something similar to that. Uh, I think it got started. I'm not sure exactly where this trend got started, but it's called OMC. It's called Organized Mass Chaos. Okay, and uh, I don't like it already. But and, and, <laughs> and they do shaving cream, which I try to steer people to whipped cream because one is tasty, and uh, whipped cream in a can uh, is tasty, and it doesn't hurt anything, and the ants will eat it up later. Okay, uh, so but uh, and they use water balloons and all kinds of stuff, and it's like thirty minutes of organized mass chaos. They keep it in a small area. The kids love it; they're looking forward to it all week, but. But, you know, uh, could I do without it? Probably. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine. But, because, uh, you know, uh, if latex kills grass, there should be no grass at Picket Lake. Because there have been more water balloons over the years. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, that's part of camp. Camp, right. is, camp is about, uh, our camp anyway, it's about fun mm-hmm. and God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Folks, if we can't have fun and have God at the same time, sure. we're looking at the wrong God. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and because you want the kids to have fun, because you want them to have a good experience. Because when they're they're enjoying themselves, then they're going to be more open to receive the gospel. That's it. When it comes forth, yeah, yeah. I mean, we like I said that that bubble machine that you have, the kids love that. We have organized sports that we do. We uh, last few years we've been able to bring the bouncy houses. The kids love that. Yep. And so so you're you're doing all these things. They're they're having a great time. But then, so one of the things that I did, I'm I'm a little old school. I require the young people to dress up for chapel. Yeah, and people and I people fight me over this all the time. But I tell them I said I want the chapel to be different. I want there to be something to where you know this is special that we're going to with this. And because I like to say I'm old school and I've, I've hung under this and, and like nothing I, wrong with I, that. and I fought people over it for years. But to me, I want them to know we're going to church now. We've been having fun all this time, but now we're going to church, and this is a time. It's different than everything else in camp, and to me, I think I think it it sets a message for them yes. to receive the word of God. But again, that's just me. That's the way I do camp. Well, you you and I are both of, of an age where we are old school. We're oh yeah, going to wear shorts to a funeral. No, <laughs> but some people do. But some people right, do. Right, right. But and 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 to each his own when it comes to that. As long as God is being respected, but. Uh, but Brother Jack's right. You know, we try to make our, our chapel area a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's still the house of God. Yeah. Uh, and when I say that, now we have, uh, in the mornings, we'll have sessions. I don't make them dress up for that. This is, yeah. this is the evening chapel service. Very special, and he's not making them wear suit and ties, guys. Yeah, yeah. This this last year, and we're just about to run out of time. My, my grandson was there, and he's he's eighteen. It's last year of camp, and and uh, for some reason or other, his mother told him he didn't need to bring dress clothes. Now his mother grew up in my camp. Now how he, she did not know. So he comes, and he doesn't have any long pants. And he comes, he says, she says, I'm sorry. And I said, well, he wore the first night he wore a pair of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Oh, it was. It was. We got pictures of it. And then we went and bought him a pair of pants for the rest of the week. But he wanted to honor it because he just didn't realize it. Now, it's in the brochure, but he didn't read the brochure. But he, he was respectful. He said, well, this is the rule. I want to do it. I just don't have any pants to wear. But, you know, I, I couldn't say, well, okay, you're my grandson. You don't have to. No, I can't do that. 
So it all worked out. And we give them lots of opportunities for worship and Bible study. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know, we have we have a set of bleachers mm-hmm. that will hold almost two hundred people. And in front of that is the bonfire area, mm-hmm. and which we've never used. Um, <laughs> well, I think it usually rains about the time. About the, you know, you're right. About yeah, of course, we live in Florida, so it's going to rain in the afternoon. So if we're not prepared, you know, we may not light the fire. But we do have a, a bonfire area, and I promise you, I have watched God move around that bonfire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Tim goes to bed at 10 o'clock, so they better have an early bonfire for me to watch it. But I used to not do that. But now, those, those things are what makes camp special. Oh, yeah. And the thing about it is it again, I'm just telling you, if you go to Pickett Lake Camp, you'll enjoy the experience. Brother Tim will work with you. He'll he'll help you. He's just that kind of guy. You, you call on him, he's ready to go. I know when we were had the men's retreat there, so the guys locked themselves out of the room. It was after 10 o'clock. Yes, it was. Got me out there. <laughs> he, he got up, came and opened the door for him. I said, I said brother, I'm sorry. He said, oh, this is part of camp. <laughs> yes, it is, it is part of camp. <laughs> Somebody's going to lock themselves in. So this coming year, you have, what, two weeks that's available? I have, I have three weeks of three weeks right now. That are and then during the weekend, if you want to have a retreat, you have you have weekend groups that come in. Oh yeah, yeah. During, yeah. during, the, during the off season, we have weekend groups. Uh, right now, I have uh, two couples retreats okay. scheduled for um, uh, October and November. Right now, so you've got a lot of availability for yeah, the weekends. a lot of available. We're we are open year round. Yeah. Uh, technically, we are closed from December the fifteenth yeah. to January first. But if you've got a big enough group, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll open up for you. Okay. And I'll change so, my so, vacation. So there's, there's availability if you're looking to do some type of a sure. weekend retreat. Sure. Give them the, a phone number information again. Uh, it is picketlake.com, picket with two T's. And my phone number is 386-249-1123. That's Tim, and it's 386 386- Two four nine one one two three, and once again, that's on our website. If you can't remember picketlake.com, uh, I believe it still work. If you put in Baptist Camp. Okay. Dot com. We'll also get okay. you there. And he's real good about returning messages and stuff. If you send him a text, he's more apt to be able to get it because a lot of times he's working, doing things. But he'll check those text messages. And we, we correspond quite a bit, especially as we're getting close to camp. And he always gets right back with me. So I'm just giving you information of a great ministry if you want to get involved in it you want to call them book a weekend book a week it's open right yes okay all right well we're going to pray all right father god i thank you lord for for brother tim for the camp for those who support it father god i pray that you continue to bless them lord and use this ministry god as you have for your glory and your praise father god we're thankful for all your blessings father we pray over america we pray god for your kingdom that it would grow and expand and father god i pray over this radio audience lord a hedge about them and their families father god and lord we pray for peace around the world and peace in the city of jerusalem and the nation of israel Mm -hmm. we pray these things in jesus name Amen. Brother Tim, Amen. it's been great to have you on the show. It's been an awesome experience. Yeah. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.